Hey, what's happening, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to The Soundtrack, a new podcast discussing music and film, television, and video games with the fans, geeks, and super freaks. Oh, man, I'm so excited to be doing this show for all you guys. Uh, I'm just a fan of all things entertainment, and uh, uh, I'm also a professional musician, so I figured I'd just, you know, roll this all into one podcast and <laughs> see what I came up with here. So thanks for joining me. Uh, what I'm going to try to do is um, really kind of dig in and analyze and explain um, all of your favorite music and all of my favorite music, uh, all of the songs that we've come to know and love and maybe some that you haven't heard yet, um, and just to really dig into, just to dig into this stuff and see why it is that we like it so much. Um, you know, I'm just so passionate about music, uh, but uh, also music that has a special purpose, too, you know. So hopefully this podcast, I mean, if you like uh, movies and TV and video games and music and all that stuff rolled into one, um, I think this show is for you. So uh, thanks for joining me. Oh, uh, before I go any further, I should uh, probably introduce myself. Um, I'm Zach Demas. I'm a composer and producer uh, based in Denver, Colorado. Um, I've been running my own um, music production business called Mute City Music um, for about a year and a half now, I guess. Um, I do a lot of different things, but uh, mainly what I do is uh, I write uh, charts, uh, sheet music for uh, a variety of different purposes. Um, and I'm a songwriter and uh, I write a lot of jazz material and uh, just a bunch of different things. Um, yeah, if you want to know any more about any of that stuff, uh, you can just check out my website, www.MuteCityMusic.com. Um, that's where you'll find all that cool stuff and uh, information about that stuff. And um, also, these podcast episodes will be on here. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So um, how this show is going to kind of work is... Um, each episode, I'm going to try to focus on something different, um, either something from a movie or a video game or a TV show, something like that. Um, and I'll just try to do my best to rotate um, so that everybody's happy. <laughs> um, and uh, I'll talk about, I'll either have like a top 10 list, uh, I'll, I'll do top 10 lists of my favorite stuff or least favorite stuff. Um, and I'll also do like composer spotlights. I'll talk about a different composer and all and their body of work for that episode maybe um just to mix it up a little bit and uh so i'll pretty much be doing most of this analysis myself um but then i'll have a special guest um come in and and talk about either whatever the topic is uh for that episode or maybe something completely different who knows um and so for this episode um a little bit later we're going to hear from uh, one of my best friends who's a, uh, who is a trombone player, and he's just uh, killing it on the Denver scene right now. Um, his name is Jonathan Zimney. He'll be joining us. And uh, it'll be a different person uh, each episode probably, but uh, John will probably be on a lot because we like to talk about music. <laughs> we like to geek out, so there you go. All right, yeah, so... Um... My first topic for uh, the first episode of the Soundtrack Podcast is um, my top 10 favorite Disney tunes. And um, it's kind of interesting how this list started because actually um, I happen to be a trombone player myself and uh, I have been working, uh, I have recently worked on a few cruise ships 
um, playing trombone in the house band, um, playing all the production shows and cool stuff like that. And uh, But while I was on one of my contracts, uh, I went completely insane, and I just uh, I couldn't take being at sea anymore. And uh, I needed something to kind of uh, chill me out a little bit, I guess. So, um, um, so I came up with this list of my 10 favorite Disney tunes, and I thought uh, this would be a good one to start with. All right, so uh, here we go, number 10. Oh, actually, uh, really quickly, before I dive into this here, um, I just want to really quickly go over um, my judging criteria um, that I'll be using for this list and for future lists, um, just to kind of give you an idea of what I'm kind of listening for um, and how I kind of rank these songs. Um, I'm going to be listening for things like the quality of the lyrics, um, and the quality of the uh, music and the arrangement and how well do they work together. Um, uh, is the song singable? Like, how easy is it to sing? Um, does it all make sense? Like, is there some interaction between the lyrics and the music? Um, and how heavy uh, and how much weight do the lyrics carry or how much weight does the song carry? Like, is there a lot of meaning... Um, conveyed in the song um is there some humor in it like humor is always a plus um for me especially um is there any humor injected into it um you know is there you know does it all just how does it all just work together um and then for this list in particular uh i'm going to be listening for i'm going to be judging based on how well the song is used in the movie um like where does it happen and does it really make sense does it uh, advance the plot um those kinds of things. Um, and I'd prefer for these songs if they were sung by uh, one of one or more of the characters in the movie. Um, and then I'll be even listening for some performance type stuff like uh, the vocalist's rendition, how, how well the vocalist sings and, and what they bring to the table, what the, uh, what the actual performance is like, even like for the rest of the orchestra, like uh, does it all, you know, does it just all add up to a great, um, piece of art, you know. Um, so that's yeah, that's really kind of basically what I'm listening for, um, uh, and what I'll be ta- what I'll be kind of trying to focus on uh, in all the songs that I talk about. So uh, okay, now that I've kind of got that out of the way, let's get to it. All right, so number ten on this list is. Um, on the Open Road from a Goofy movie. Um, it was actually originally going to be Be Our Guest from Beauty and the Beast. That was originally going to be number 10. But to be completely honest, I just totally forgot about a Goofy movie. Um, I don't know how I did, um, but I did. So uh, I just had to add this song. I could have added um, Eye to Eye or Stand Out. Um, Tevin Campbell does a great job with like the uh Michael Jackson stuff he's supposed to kind of be like Michael Jackson um but I think this song is just slightly better than those other ones um for just a couple of stylistic things that happen in this song um so this part near the beginning where um this is after you know Max and Goofy have each sung their own um individual portions about stating how they feel about this road trip uh but then they come back together and they basically overlap each other me and Max relaxing like the old days. Stand dragon breath and acting. 
buddy, buddy kind of mad. I think I may Yeah, so I just think that's such a cool technique, um, and they rhyme off each other, and I just think it's it, it all fits so well. And then literally right after that, another one of my favorite uh, moments in the song and a technique that they use comes up here. Boom. See right there, just that little bit. Um, I just love that because um, what's really what's happening there is that uh, the composer is just um, fitting music to picture. Like they just do a really good job of when uh, something new is added to a scene, the music changes to reflect what's going on. And in this case, the girls, you know, is this the way to Nashville? All of a sudden, the the music gets this little country twang, and the slide guitar comes in. Um, and I just think that's. It's not a really noticeable thing, but it's it makes a big difference in the music, um, whether the listener notices it or not. Um, uh, it's little things like that in a song that can really elevate it and just and really make the song uh, as fun to listen to as possible, really. And you know, there's a, a lot of other reasons that I really like the song and uh, why it's on this list, but um, I just wanted to kind of give you um, a couple of the main points. I'll try to do that on each song um, because. All these movies, all these Disney movies have tons of great songs in them, so I just have to do my best to really pick apart each one and, and just explain why one song is better than the others in a particular movie. And uh, On the Open Road is uh, my favorite in a Goofy movie. Great song, great movie. Yeah, so number nine on my list is The Court of Miracles from uh, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And uh, I can honestly say that I really just don't like this movie uh, <laughs> at all. But um, one thing that this movie really does well, um, with the music in particular, is how well they balance um, like kind of dark, brooding, and serious um, with very light and comical. Um, and this song, I picked this song to represent the movie on this list because... Uh, this so just this song. This song alone is very good at balancing those two elements. Um, I think the other songs in this movie are kind of one or the other, but this song is definitely both. And I think there are several factors that uh, contribute to that. Um, the main one being that the song has very strong dynamic differences. Um, there's a lot. There's some really great loud and soft uh, parts. And they happen kind of quickly. They they alternate kind of quickly. The the musical interlude is very soft, um, kind of building tension. Um, that's kind of one of the the most important elements of music. Really, is uh, tension and release. So um, having a lot of having quick changes between loud and soft, and and just that soft middle section that gives the uh, orchestra a chance to. Um, be the center focus um, really builds up the tension and I think you add a, just a great vocal performance on top of that um, you just have a, a really great song in the middle of this movie um, I, it should probably also be noted too that uh, uh, Alan Menken did the music he did most he did the music on most of the Disney movies but also um, Stephen Schwartz uh, worked on this movie um, you might know Stephen Schwartz from um, shows like Wicked and Godspell and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it's really no wonder that uh, um, the Hunchback of Notre Dame music is so strong. And, uh, yeah, number nine goes to The Court of Miracles. Maybe you've heard of the terrible place where the scoundrels of Paris collect in Maybe you've heard of that mythical place called The Court of Miracles. Hello, you're there. 
Moving swiftly on to number eight now, we've got, uh, I'm looking out for me, uh, from Aladdin 2, The Return of Jafar. Now, this one may have surprised a lot of you because, um, it's from not the first Aladdin movie, but it's actually from the second one. Um, and to be honest, I don't remember anything about the second Aladdin movie or the third Aladdin movie. Um, but listening to this song really makes me want to go back and revisit those. Um, this is such a great song. Uh, there's such a great attitude to this song. Um, it's Iago's like, you know, I quit. I'm, I'm done being the, the side man. Um, I'm better off on my own anyway. Um, and so he makes a real great statement with this song. Um, but it, this song's more than attitude to me, though. Um, there's just great um, jazz elements and like Middle Eastern Arabian elements mixed together. It just goes so well together. They just go so well together. Um, the interaction between the ensemble and Iago is just flawless. There's just great transitions. I'm looking out for me. Just really strong punctuations to the each lyric. And then this great grand finale that kind of is reminiscent of uh, Prince Ali a little bit. You know, how Prince Ali ends with that, you know, big busting through the door moment. Um, this one's pretty similar, but uh, has more of a, you know, the bad guy spin on it. And the scene itself uh, leading up to the song is such a great buildup, really heightens the excitement. And it's probably just worth noting before moving on that the words in the music were by Randy Peterson and Kevin Quinn, according to IMDb. Um, and I can honestly say that I'm not too familiar with those guys, so um, so I'm going to have to go ahead and check those guys out just to see what other things they've done. Um, yeah, and I hope you guys will check out some of these guys too um, because there's a lot of great work out there that goes beyond, uh, you know, John Williams and Hans Zimmer. You know, we, we hear about those guys a lot. But, um, yeah, do a little bit of digging on uh, IMDb and other places um, and see w what you can find. I'm always just so blown away by um, discovering, like, composers that I already know, um, but just finding out uh, other works that they've composed that... I just had no idea other favorite things of mine that I just had no idea. I go, oh, he did that too, you know? Um, I find myself doing that a lot. So uh, do it. Go on to one of those uh, internet uh, databases and uh, check out some different uh, writers. And um, yeah, it's just kind of a fun thing to do. So, uh, okay, uh, moving on. All right, so at number seven, we've got a very popular song, uh, Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid, uh, 1989, I think is when the movie came out. And uh, man, that's this song is, um, I think, has stood the test of time. You know, it's probably one of Disney's most popular songs still. And uh, Alan, uh, this is another one Alan Menken uh, composed the music for. And uh, Howard Ashman uh, was on lyrics for this, I believe. And uh, He's also on Beauty and the Beast and a couple others as well, maybe. Um, and uh, I just think they're such a great pair. Um, they really are very authentic. Like, this is a very authentic Calypso um, piece of music, and it's just so uplifting. I don't, I don't, I can't think of an, another song and just like an uplifting feel overall. It's just very bright and, um, you know, just very carefree. You know, it's just about being... Uh, yourself and not being afraid to be yourself and being satisfied with who you are as a person. I think that's a very strong message um, from a Disney movie like this. And um, 
you know, amidst all the talk of, uh, you know, phallic symbols appearing in uh, all of the uh, artwork and animation stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know much about it myself, but I think if you Google, um, uh, I'm sure stuff comes up about all the uh, phallic symbols that uh, appear in there, um, appear everywhere, and at least in the the old, uh, in the classic uh, Disney stuff, I think um, Little Mermaid was kind of on the tail end of it, but maybe there's more, I don't know. Um, uh, I haven't checked it out myself, but I've heard about it, so um, I don't know, go and Google it and tell me about it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, I think the greatest part about this song uh, is just, again, kind of like on the open road from a Goofy movie, there's like a, a strong sense of community, and, um, you know, with all the sea creatures, you know, joining together to play instruments and stuff, um, and then just another great technique, you know, like fitting the music to the picture, what's going on, um, how uh, Sebastian is listing off the, the different um, sea creatures and the different instruments, and then those instruments join in, like um, the bass, just when it comes in down low like that. Um, uh, I hope you have a good subwoofer um, when you listen to that part, because it just comes in so strong, and there's just such a huge presence. Um, and it all happens in a different way um, in this song compared to On the Open Road because um, in in that song, in On the Open Road, the uh, new instruments are added to reflect who is singing, but, you know, you, those instruments aren't being played on screen. Like uh, in this song, uh, the all the sea creatures are playing, you know, their respective instruments and um, they are basically being inserted into the movie. I just think that's so cool. You know, I just love music that's got, uh, like, such a big ensemble part and uh, really features the orchestra, and um, it just feels like there's just a different dynamic when you're listening to a song with um, a lot of people singing and a lot more action going on. Um, I don't know, you just feel a lot more invested in the movie. Unless the character, if it's a solo, if it's a solo piece... Um, if the character is just very strong and appealing to begin with, um, like a, a certain Disney character that I'm going to talk about later in this list, um, I think solo numbers just kind of fall flat. Like um, Pocahontas, I just it's hard for me to really get into her character. You know, it's hard for me to get into her character. So when she's singing songs like Colors of the Wind, even though it's a great song, I just don't feel quite as invested in it. And um, it's kind of hard to explain because this is a very, this is a lot, this is definitely personal taste. So there's probably a lot of you out there that would disagree with me. And I totally understand that. But um, yeah, it's just uh, solos, solos are hard for me to get into unless I really can feel what the character feels. Um, and that's not an easy thing to do, by the way. It's not easy for the people creating these movies to um, really get us to feel for these characters. You know, it takes a lot of work. And I think, too, uh, I just personally like more upbeat numbers in general. So um, when a soloist is singing, you know, they have their um, big solo numbers for the main characters in these uh, Disney movies. And they're usually ballads. They're usually slower, you know, softer most of the time, um, kind of reflective. And I like those. Um, like uh, a great example would be like reflection in... Uh, Mulan is a great solo feature um, that even though it's slow, you know, it's just my personal taste, I guess. It's it's hard for me to really, you know, dive into those 
um, slower songs, those ballads, and um, I think I just tend to gravitate more towards high energy, um, fast paced kind of music. And uh, I'm sure everybody's different. So um, that's that's just me. That hopefully you just get a, a little bit better understanding about um, you know how I am. Um, and that's the most important thing is that um, music hits everybody differently. I just think that's what's so great about it. But uh, then there's songs like Under the Sea, bringing it back now. Um, it's just one of those songs that's so infectious and uh, everybody likes it. And um, there's probably a few still here or there that don't like the song. But um, yeah, it's just one of those songs that um, everybody knows, everybody likes it. Um, it's probably one of Disney's more popular tunes. Um, so I figured it should probably be on this list, um, even though I kind of have a a little bit more of a unique taste, maybe. Um, and uh, just one last thing before I move on about this song. Uh, of course, I would include it on this list because it, in, somewhere in the middle, it's got a trombone solo. Um, and here I go again being all biased, but uh, can't help it. Trombone, love it. Uh, Under the Sea, great song. Moving on. All right. Hey, so guess what? I kind of broke one of my own rules. Um, one of the criteria I had for uh, placing songs in this list was that uh, uh, I wanted the songs to be sung by the characters in the movie. Um, but in Tarzan, um, Phil Collins sings most of the songs. Um, and uh, I wanted to include Strangers Like Me on this list because it's just such a damn good song, man. And... Um, so yeah, even though he's technically not a character in the movie, he's still part of the movie, so uh, I figured I would include it. Hopefully you don't get mad at me for uh, breaking my own rules, um, but that's what happens in music, so get used to it. <laughs> I'm going to unsubscribe. <laughs> uh, he's not following his own rules. Um, yeah, so uh, Strangers Like Me, uh, it's such a great song because of the constant groove that happens throughout the whole thing. It's just the drums are just churning out the rhythm and uh, it's just such a compelling song from beginning to end. Like it just starts with energy and it finishes with energy. And uh, there's still a lot, even though that groove kind of keeps going throughout, um, there's still, again, like some dynamics, some tension and release. There's kind of a theme to this uh, podcast this week, I guess. Um, uh, some like the same things happen in all these songs. That's what makes some great songs though. They're, um, uh, they're really good with, uh, pacing like they're not just loud and you know because if it was really um loud the whole way through um with not a whole lot of rest for the listener like people lose interest just as easily as if it were a really slow boring song like i tend to not listen to um oh gosh and i think yeah um i think i like the song so much because it just it's like a montage and uh you know tarzan is discovering like a more civilized culture from jane and um, I just think that song with that sort of montage is just very cool. I I don't I can't think of anything like that that I've seen. Um, there may be something, but I just I'm drawing a blank right now. But uh, very unusual, and uh, it's just very unique. All the music in that movie is just very unique, but just fits the movie so well. I just think it makes so much logical sense. Um, Phil Collins is cool. Uh, Man, yeah, I could just talk about this song all day long, but uh, now we're getting into the top five, so uh, I just want to jump right in here.
All right, number five. So you probably thought that after I talked about Colors of the Wind and how I thought it was a, a good song but not a great song because the uh, the song, I didn't really feel a connection to um, Pocahontas' character. Um, so you probably thought uh, that I wouldn't have a Pocahontas song on this list, but you're actually wrong because number five is Mine, Mine, Mine. And now we're at the point in the list where I want to talk a little bit more in depth about why these songs are so great, in my opinion. First of all, this is another movie that uh, features Stephen Schwartz uh, as the lyricist. Um, and rather than uh, using just a bland, vague adjective to describe how great um, Stephen Schwartz is, uh, like I feel like I tend to do sometimes, um, what's really great about the song is how... I think it may be a combination of both Alan Menken and Stephen Schwartz, but Stephen Schwartz has an, a, a knack for creating very singable lyrics, and there's probably a lot of lyricists out there that can do this, um, otherwise they wouldn't be professional lyricists. But Stephen Schwartz is, I think one of his best qualities is how singable his the words are. Um, the, the main melody is just um, a, a run up and down the major scale kind of, and it's just in a very flowing motion um, with kind of a fifth leap at the beginning, so it's uh, like, mine, boys, mine for the taking. It's just kind of up and down the major scale, and I just think it's uh, it flows so well. There's such a great flow, um, and also the length of the words match the length of the notes, so like there's an appropriate relationship there um, which allows for it allows for the listener to hear the notes more clearly, um, and then you get to the chorus where they all sing dig and dig and dig and diggity dig. You know, it's just very powerful and um, uh, just this the sound of the words match the melody very well. I think, and that's something. It's just so hard to explain, but um, it's just one of those things that. Uh, it's fun to sing. Like, it's just fun to sing along with the song. And in a Disney movie, that's what they, I think, what they really are going for. Um, they're not going for obscurity here. They're going for, like, simple, but it's not too simple uh, that it's, like, a pop song simple, you know? We're not talking about, like, Taylor Swift simple. We're talking about, like, um, uh, like Disney simple. Disney simple is a little different. Um, uh, film film soundtrack simple is a little bit different. Um it really catches your ear, but it's not. it doesn't get boring after a while, I think is what I'm trying to say. And then you take the singability of, of the lyrics and, uh, you know, you put in two great vocalists that can sing. And, man, I was just stunned when I found out that Mel Gibson was uh, the voice of John Smith. Uh, he's. It was just spectacular. Uh, how he portrayed the character. And uh, when his part comes in and... Uh, he just comes in so broadly and uh, just very full sound. Um, it's just glorious, I think. That's the only word I could think of to describe it. And on the flip side of that, um, David Odgen Steers or Styers, I, I don't think I know how to pronounce his name, but uh, listening to him, he's just very bold and um, uh, he's exactly what I would expect his character to be. You know, he sings... Um, very very boldly in some parts, but then uh, um, in the verses, like really lightens up a lot, especially in the first verse. He's very um, uh, delicate with it. Well, I think that's the word I'm thinking of. 
Um, he's just very good at playing around with it, and uh, the character is just such a believable, you know, performance. You know, him singing through this, you know, this big, this big man, you know, uh, very uh, an intimidating man. You know, I just think the the vocal performance uh, has a lot to do with how the song comes out, because you know, if you don't have good performers, the the composer and the lyricist, their their message gets lost, you know, so having great vocalists uh, definitely helps. But what I think I like most about this song is that it takes a subject, in this case, uh, Newfound Land, and it the song presents two different perspectives of looking at this situation. Like, the villain sees this as an opportunity for profit, like, let's tear up this land and, you know, and bring the wealth back to our people, but then John Smith sees it as um, just natural beauty that shouldn't be touched at all, um, that should just be admired, you know. And overall, what this song does is it just works as a really nice vehicle um, for, you know, expressing these characters and defining these characters, you know, um, which ironically, neither of them are the main character. They aren't the title character. But I think this song really establishes who these characters are and really advances the plot. It really moves the plot forward. It keeps you um, invested in what's going on in not just the main character, but these extra characters as well, the people that fit around Pocahontas. Um, and this song is this song is kind of a nice break from Pocahontas in a way. Maybe it's just because I just don't like the movie, but uh, um, and I don't like Pocahontas, but <laughs> specifically... Um, but this song is just such a great acts as this song just acts as such a great vehicle for um, character development, and I just think that's something that a lot of movies these days don't really seem to have. Um, this is a I love this song. This is a personal favorite. Probably no one else uh, would have this on their a list of theirs if they made a top ten list. But um, uh, hopefully you recognize that it's a great song because I just I really believe that it uh, that it is. Um, I just love to sing along with this song. Uh, I could. This is one of those I could leave on repeat. Um, same with this. These next songs on this list. So um, we're gonna keep it going here. But uh, man, mine, mine, mine. Just one of my uh, one of my personal favorites. Four. All right. So from the movie Mulan, I had a lot of songs to choose from. Um, it's a very strong movie in terms of uh, soundtrack um, and it was very hard to pick which song I felt best represented this movie um, and I was tempted to go with uh, True to Your Heart by 98 Degrees um, featuring Stevie Wonder because uh, I love that kind of music and uh, uh, but this time I actually decided to follow my own rule and uh, not include the song because it's not sung by any characters in the movie so, um, yeah, so A Girl Worth Fighting For is what I chose, and really it's a very close call. I mean, I, I like pretty much every song in this movie, um, but A Girl Worth Fighting For has just a certain, um, it's got a certain groove that's a little bit different than um, uh, I'll Make a Man Out of You. It's, um, it's a lot more subtle in its approach to be, like, very rhythmically driving, and I think because... Uh, a girl with, or, or uh, I'll make a man out of you is like very strong um, march kind of style with kind of a rock and roll kind of a thing mixed in, um, which is very cool, obviously. 
but it's like very full force, like kind of beats you over the head with this um this groove a little bit, and uh, a girl worth fighting for is a a lot more subtle, and it's it grooves in a way because it still has to do with um it still has to do with the uh, Chinese army, and like they're both kind of march style tunes, like they have a they have a march um influence to them. But um a girl worth fighting for is uh in a much more subtle way a very strong groove. You know, because it's more of a sentimental song, but it's it's very ha- it's um happy, it's very um uh bright, optimistic. So I, I felt like this one just resonates a little bit more with me. Um, yeah, I just felt a little bit stronger connection with the song. And um, let me just explain to you why I think the the groove works so well. Is it's not driven by drums like the other uh, like the other song is. Um, this song is actually driven by the strings, which I think is very interesting because when we listen to orchestras, we tend to think that the uh, the violin and the viola and all the string instruments. Um, are just supposed to do all these wild, you know, up and down passages, crazy technical stuff. Um, but strings can care can take on so many different textures, and uh, really, just strings alone can really alter the mood of a piece of music. And with this particular song, um, the strings are just rather than playing a bunch of you know scale passages, a lot of technical stuff, they're playing like very um, in the pocket. You know, just like perfect time uh, on like a single note or playing like a chord. So like uh, like there's harmony happening. They're still representing harmony, um, but also they're representing um, uh, like a rhythmic foundation as well. Um, so that's really what carries the song. And I think it's there's not a whole lot of film music out there that really um, unless it's like a chase scene, you don't hear the strings really taking on that kind of a role. And especially in like a a, a a song like this, um, like kind of a show tunes type of thing, um, it's uh, very unusual, and I think, and it it comes across so well um, that it's one of those it's one of those pieces of music that um, I personally like to you know it's one of those things that I like to put on repeat. Um, there's just a very different kind of groove, and on top of the strings, all these other things get layered in. There's a part. Um, that happens, I think, right near, kind of toward the end of the song, where um, this is after uh, all the soldiers have sung their parts, kind of the um, the side characters. They've all sung their uh, their bits, and uh, Shifu, I think his name is the counselor, um, has his little interjection in the very last. Um, I think it's the last verse, and uh, the the trombones in between. In between the lyrics, uh, the, the trombones are muted, and they come in with this very kind of sarcastic um, interjection, and there's like a, uh, they do like a big um, uh, glissando there um, in that. Just a short little phrase, but it just, it it's icing on the cake, man. It just, just sounds so good to me, and here, you know, being a trombone player, I'm uh, just constantly biased, so... Um, that's one of the reasons why I like the instrument. Um, it's it's so versatile, and people think that you know trombone glissando is very like uh, um, comical. You know, it's like you kind of it's kind of synonymous with uh, uh, Looney Looney Tunes, um, but it can be glissando can be very effective, and um, 
in this case, like there's a, a definitely a purpose um, other than, uh, you know, just being kind of goofy and silly. It like really kind of uh, reflects a sarcastic tone um, because you're not really supposed to like Shifu. You're not supposed to really like the counselor played by James Hong, by the way, who I, uh, I really love. And uh, yeah, so he, uh, so he gets his little thing, but the trombones just interject in such a perfect way. And it's just really subtle details like that. Things that are added on top of the strings um, to really, you know, push this song forward. Like there's just such a forward momentum to this. Um, you know, uh, it's that point where they're, um, they're tired. I don't know if this really was the intent by um, the composer, but um, there's a definitely a difference between um, girl, uh, I'll make a man out of you, which is like, this is before they've, you know, officially, this is before they've officially left to defeat the Huns. Uh, that it's very energized. Um, like they're getting trained, they're getting pumped up, but this song's perfect because this is in the middle of their journey and they're getting tired, you know, and they need something to, um, you know, keep their spirits up. So I think the song, like the, the mood is just captured so perfectly with the song, um, in, uh, its style and it's it's rhythmic drive um it's just a gorgeous piece of music i think um there's humor in it it's funny um uh really keeps your interest and uh, oh but i think the best part about this song is how it ends or actually how like the lack of ending that it has um you're just going from you're going along da 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 it's you know very bright happy you're really you know you're really invested into the song um i hopefully you get invested into the song by the end of it and then it just totally cuts off there's no ending um and it just you know it it uh pans this um or this destroyed settlement where uh uh the rest of the uh, chinese army was and they were defe- they were attacked by the huns um and it's just so perfect how you just go from you know light and happy to uh like oh damn <laughs> you know and like a, in seconds and i just think that that's um that's such an amazing thing it just blew my mind the first time uh i saw that i was like whoa um they did a really great job of that like just changing moods so quick um and i think that might be the uh, number one reason why uh i like a uh, girl worth fighting for Okay, so we're going to talk about my third favorite movie now. Um, th- uh, number three on the list, third favorite movie, so I guess it makes sense. Um, we're going to talk about Hercules a little bit, and uh, the song I chose f- to represent that movie is uh, Go the Distance. I think that one was a pretty easy choice for me to make. Um, I love the gospel music in this movie, and uh, I'm also Greek, so you know, putting gospel music and and Greece together in one movie um, is great. <laughs> I really enjoy it, but um, uh, the gospel music just doesn't really fit with the with the um, ancient Greece um, setting. So um, so yeah, I had to go with uh, go the distance on this one. Um, it's just a great solo feature. Um, Roger Bart um, really makes this song what it is um if you don't have the right person um singing a a song like this like hercules is just such a big hero like the uh, the hero of heroes you know um so if you don't have um a convincing singer like this is one of those that just doesn't come through 
Uh, man, I just don't know what you say about this song. Um, the uh, the lyrics are so powerful. It's got such a strong message. Um, the orchestra is just so beautiful. It's just um, it's the whole thing's just beautifully written. Uh, the French horns in the recording just um, are just sound awesome. It really is just the the whole the whole vibe is there. Um, it's just very heroic. But yeah, man, Roger Bart really is where it's at on this song. Um, and you can tell a song is good just by the way, like when different people, like no matter who's singing the song, you can still, um, you know, be moved by the song. Um, so listen to, um, the original version for the movie, but then listen to, I think, um, Peebo Bryson did, uh, a recording of this song and it's, uh, it's pretty different, but it actually sounds good. Peebo Bryson is also an amazing vocalist, but it's just listen to those two um, different recordings of it if you can, um, because it's the same song and it's obviously a well-written song. It sounds good sung by both of them, but they both have a different way of singing it. Um, Peebo Bryson is very soulful. Um, also, um, as a side note, since we're talking about Disney, um, listen to uh, the Peebo Bryson and Celine Dion recording of Beauty and the Beast. Um uh, normally, I, w- I probably wouldn't endorse Celine Dion, um, uh, but in this case, they they the two sing a duet together on uh, Beauty and the Beast, and it just sounds uh, phenomenal. Just a very different take, kind of a like more of a a pop ballad take on it, and it just uh, it sounds beautiful. But um, yeah, so Peebo Bryson um, does a great version of this him by himself, and. Uh, they're just two very different um, performances, but they both sound good in their own ways. Um, Peebo Bryson is more soulful, um, but Roger Bard is just very heroic, and I just think um, really fits into the character. So, you know, it's like, you know, Peebo Bryson, like, you could have a great singer, but, like, if Peebo Bryson were to sing it for the movie, it may it may sound kind of awkward. I, I don't know. Um, maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. But I just feel like it would be. Um, because he's very um, uh, technical, I think would be the word. Uh, and again, and that's it's probably because he's not singing it for the movie. So um, maybe if he were s- trying to sing it as a character, it would sound a little bit different. But um, when you're just singing the song um, to showcase your ability, uh, it'll you'll probably sound a little bit more virtuosic with it. Um, but Roger Bart doesn't get very virtuosic with it. He um, sings it fairly straight, um, but it's just so impactful um, that, you know, it's it's like sometimes you just want to maybe hear a version of the national anthem without all the, like, crazy stuff going on. Um, If you, you know, if you go to a lot of concerts or uh, sporting events or whatever, um, you'll hear the national anthem, and so many people try to, you know, put their spin on it like it's their, you know, spotlight, you know, but it's really not about the singer. It's about the song, you know, and I think Roger Bart is very much um, about the song and not about um, trying to sound amazing because, like, obviously you're singing a Disney song, so you're, I'd say you're pretty good. Like, you don't need to prove anything to anybody. Um, So that's how I'd kind of uh, think about it. Um, But, yeah, he's, uh, but both versions are great. Um, Listen to uh, there. I'm sure there's a lot of other um, great Disney songs turned kind of popish, I guess, out there. Um, but the two that come to mind for me are the Beauty and the Beast um, 
uh, Peebo Bryson and Celine Dion, and then Go the Distance by Peebo Bryson um, by himself. Um, yeah, all right, let's keep this train rolling. Okay, I just... Really? I mean, really? How are you supposed to put just one song from Aladdin on this list? Like, it's just... I can't do it. Um, Friend Like Me probably would have been my top choice, but uh, A Whole New World is just a classic, timeless song. Um, Prince Ali kicks uh, serious butt in this movie. Um, Great song. Uh, and even uh, One Jump Ahead, uh, the first, uh, I think it's the first song in the movie. Oh, uh, besides Arabian Nights, um, that's technically the first song. Um, but One Jump Ahead is the first one that really establishes Aladdin's character. Um, I think that's a great song. Um, uh, it, there's just nothing bad about this movie. Uh, oh, the the reprise that uh, Jafar sings of Prince Ali even, um, they're just, it's just so strong. Like when you write a strong, when you write a, a good song um, with like a, a solid foundation. It's very easy to um, manipulate it, I think. And they take Prince Ali, which is this very heroic um, song, and they uh, they just twist it into uh, like the villain song. And I just think that's such a cool idea. But let me tell you, even um, I think this is Alan Menken's best work by far uh, for Disney, um, first of all. But uh, let me just say that even the underscore in this movie, the the music with uh, uh, no characters singing, just the the music to uh, support the scene, uh, just is so perfect. And um, I think I've just listened to the uh, the Aladdin soundtrack so much that uh, the the underscore and the songs are all tied together very well. It's just such a complete. Um, it's just so complete from beginning to end. Uh, um, the songs match the underscore, um, and the underscore match the songs very well. It just all flows. Um, it's very authentic. Like it just feels very authentic. Um, and you, you get great performances from like Robin Williams, um, and Leah Salonga, who, by the way, um, I don't think I mentioned, uh, was, also did Mulan singing in um, uh, in Mulan. So, yeah, Leah Salonga is just all over the place um, singing great stuff and uh, putting together great vocal performances. And uh, it's just one of, the, it's one of those movies that it makes... It, the soundtrack is so good that it makes you want to watch the movie, not just listen to the music, but watch the movie. You know, it's... Um, it's part of the movie, man. It's just such a integral part. And uh, it's just so hard to, you know, pick one song from this movie. Uh, it's just so strong it, from beginning to end um, that there's really not much more I can say. It's just, um, I just really want to get to number one because you might be thinking, what could be better than the music in Aladdin in ter- from my perspective if, that's, if it's only number two? But yeah, number two is the entire Aladdin soundtrack. Okay, everybody, so before I get to number one, um, I just wanted to throw out a quick list of honorable mentions. Um, Streets of Gold from Oliver and Company. Uh, haven't actually seen that movie, um, but uh, it's, it's a great song. I heard it um, not too long ago, um, and it really, just really makes me happy. It's just one of those songs that's fun to sing along with. Um, uh, yeah, so hopefully at some point I'll get a chance to see the movie. Um, Hakuna Matata. 
and maybe you could kind of throw a circle of life in there. Um, their uh, circle of life is a pretty epic uh, piece of music. Um, and Hakuna Matata, the best thing about that song is just, um, man, I get goosebumps when uh, it, you know, transitions to um, the older Simba's uh, part. Uh, the the uh, interlude in the middle um, is just so great. Um, gives me gives me chills a little bit. Um, one of those exciting parts because um, you leave the the dumb little kid behind and you get to the cool guy, <laughs> the cool lion. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Hakuna Matata, um, great song. And uh, I also haven't really talked about any of the really old Disney movies. Um, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, uh, Hi Ho is such a great song from that movie. Um, It's got a very catchy melody, uh, even more so than I think a couple of the songs on my list. Um, So uh, I just had to mention that song really quickly as well. Um, All right, and uh, now on to number one. Aha, so I hope you didn't forget that uh, The Emperor's New Groove is actually a Disney movie because uh, my number one favorite Disney song of all time is uh, Perfect World from The Emperor's New Groove, uh, the song right at the beginning of the movie. Okay, so when you're talking about a movie that you've seen a thousand times, um, you can quote the movie from start to finish, every line. Uh, I just can't think of a better song that that leads you up to all that you know everything that you're about to see but that first song comes on and you just know what you're in for or even if you're you're seeing it for the first time it's just the perfect intro to a movie um as far as a as an opening song goes um it just gets you so hyped it uh i can't think of a song that accomplishes this better than this one for the emperor's new groove um uh, just the way it builds up from the beginning, you know, David Spade, uh, who plays Cusco, uh, the main character, uh, the music kind of fades in, you know, it's, um, they're doing their opening bit. It's hilarious. I think, um, even to this day, I've, the movies existed for, I don't know how long and it's just still funny and the music just creeps in. And then all of a sudden it's just boom, it just explodes and, and, uh, the guy jumps out of the cake and uh, Tom Jones is uh, providing the vocals and it just sounds so good. And then the way the song ends, you know, it gets uh, cut off abruptly um, because uh, the old man throws off Cusco's groove. So it's like the song is really part of Cusco's life. You just get such a perfect um, understanding of Cusco right from the beginning of the movie. It doesn't take you hardly any time to figure out what he's all about. Um you just the the music is just so grand and uh proclaiming how you know great Cusco is like the 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 music really is part of the movie like they they uh um the the music doesn't feel um unnecessary at all it's just it feels so necessary for this movie like if you don't have this at the beginning you probably won't um have the, feel the same about it it just it gets you so excited um, it gets me so excited. Uh, I should say, I don't know about the rest of you, but, uh, I just, uh, I'm just so happy when I listen to it. Uh, the songs just got such a, the songs just rated so highly on the, uh, nostalgia meter that, uh, 
uh, it really just uh, was had to be at the top of my list. Um, uh, even the reprise at the end is like it makes like perfect bookends for this movie. Um, it's just a really infectious groove. Um, yeah, it's just one of those melt your face off kind of a, a kind of a opening numbers. It's just like right in your face, and it just uh, what more can you say? It's just really exciting. Um, and uh, I think that'll uh, complete my uh, top 10. That's my first top 10 list. Um, top 10 Disney songs. Uh, uh, Perfect World at number one. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you appreciate uh, that song and that movie as much as I do. All right, so I think uh, this would be a, a good time to bring in my special guest today, my very first special guest on the Soundtrack Podcast. Um my one of my best friends. We went to uh, uh, University of Northern Colorado together. Um, uh, lived together for three years, something like that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, now he's uh, he's a trombone player. He's going for his master's at the University of Colorado at Boulder. Uh, my one of my best friends, Jonathan Zimney, is on the program. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, you bet. I'm glad you're here. To finally. Say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, it's cool. Uh, I'm glad uh, you took some time out of your busy schedule to um, talk about some Disney with me. Um, yeah. I figured uh, since uh, number one was Amper's New Groove, um, so I figured that would be a good one to start with because we both we, I, I don't, we just love it. Uh, by all accounts, it movies. doesn't. By all accounts, it doesn't. Make sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but before we get into um, talking about Disney, which we don't, uh, we actually haven't really talked about a whole yeah, lot. So that's a treat good. for you guys. Um, but I just kind of wanted to uh, let John talk a little bit about. He's been busy, um, even though he's just going for his master's. Uh, uh, just going for his master's. Um, <laughs> no, but he's uh, been already pretty active on the Denver scene, and uh, you just um, you, you were in a recording for a, a very important film coming up, as I understand, an animated film, huh? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's called Sing. I'm on the uh, track that plays right. As the credits roll, right um, at the very end of the movie. Yeah, it's a cool track. But it's a feature, though, basically. So yeah, it's um, during the credits. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. And uh, it's with Stevie Wonder and Ariana Grande. Wow. It's, yeah, it's really that's it's, legit. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think it's gonna be the next like happy kind of song. You know, like that was for Despicable Me. Oh yeah. Same guy, same company. Hopefully, that did all that we'll see stuff, if you get. We'll see if you get yeah. an Oscar. <laughs> it's just some horn parts at the end, but it was really fun to record it. And cool. Yeah, it was a good experience. Nice. So and you play uh, you actually you have a gig tonight you're playing with the uh, mm -hmm. is this the Moses Jones band or is yeah. it something else yeah. okay uh, yeah John plays in the Moses Jones band and uh, recording all sorts of cool stuff and yeah. I'm jealous and <laughs> gosh um, yeah but uh, cool thanks for being here thank you yeah. all star like take time out of your busy schedule right. I appreciate it um, let's talk some Disney the first yeah let's do it um, this is I'm really excited because this is we haven't um, really talked about this stuff at all like yeah. as long as we've lived together we've we have very strong musical opinions <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> between the two of us so yeah um right. uh so do you want to go ahead and just open it up with one of your um oh no we were going to talk yeah. about yeah. emperor's new group first um how perfect it is that like you just know because it's so f it's just the greatest movie you just know what's coming and the music just gets you so excited i think the way it the song is introduced just the way it's used in the intro like yeah. it starts like rainy and all sad and you know <laughs> but then it's like um you kind of go flashback a little yeah. bit and it's like just the the huge like build up into like the the title sequence 
just flawless, yeah. man. I just love it so much. Yeah, I kind of think of that that whole song, the whole sequence is like inside of Cusco's head. Yeah. Like, that's just what's going on when he's right. like ruling the world. Everything's great. Mm-hmm. High trumpets squealing. Just yeah. <laughs> bring me another martini, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Tom Jones just does such a great job mm-hmm. singing that song. It's like, I, I can't think of anyone else that would sound great singing it. Just, oh, yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> pause. Yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> uh, just the whole sequence. It's, it's so great. It's like when the music, um, like just kind of fit. It fits the vibe so well, and like all this funny stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. It's just like all that extra sensory information hitting you at the same time. Just like oh, it's funny. Like they when they go to open the door, and the the door just yeah, slams, slams open. Slams open. Um, that kind of stuff just is like it works so well, and the mm-hmm. music just makes it it elevates it to like just a, a new place. Yeah. I don't think the movie would honestly be quite as strong because there's not a whole lot of music. Nobody I sings in the, the movie. Only song. That's the only song, yeah. which is really impressive. Yeah. Um, there's great like musical um, like interlude or uh, like montage type stuff like later in the right, movie yeah. when they're Good score, going back to the palace. Yeah, yeah, great. No scoring. actual like song and dance yeah. numbers like that. One thing I don't think I talked about uh, was because I really just talked about the first song, but uh, that that when they're going back to the uh, palace and there's the, you know the yeah, yeah kind of yeah. the classic um, what would you call it? like uh, Benny Goodman style like mm-hmm. dun, 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 yeah, you know, yeah with the drums and all that stuff. Um, that's yeah, that yeah. that tune is really cool, and I think that might be my favorite trombone since we're both trombone players and we can you know be biased. Um, <laughs> the the trombones in that particular track, if you really listen, uh, when they have that statement of the melody, it's how's it go? It's like da 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 something like that. The trombones have a statement of that, like kind of like toward the end, where it's kind of like hit its peak. It's like the peak of the the arrangement, and the trombones just that's one of my favorite reasons. Like I like the trombone is just the they just are like so aggressive, and it's just so. Like yeah. really sharp, you know. Yeah, I love it. Um, but just stuff like that. So like great scoring in that movie, mm-hmm. but um, and just that song at the beginning is fantastic. Yeah. So perfect. N- not much more you can say about yeah. that. Just it's all coming together. It's all coming together. <laughs> we can... I, I have a, There's always you. Every situation I've ever run into. <laughs> Uh, There's the, always a quote for it yes. from either Mean Girls yes. or Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> Every single, no matter what it is, any situation you encounter, yes. just if you think about those two movies, there's a quote from one of those. And so I quote this movie all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, great, great movie. Yep. Um, but speaking of like jazz kind of influenced mm-hmm. Disney songs, mm-hmm. that's kind of what a lot of my choices are. Uh, yeah, and so the one I wanted to bring up first uh, was "Everybody Wants to Be a Cat" from Aristocats. Very good. Yes, I, I watched the uh, nice. the clip of that uh, on YouTube uh, today, earlier today. Cool. And it's just uh, I'd forgotten about it. I forgot about that movie. And when we were doing this, I was trying to think up of movies that I liked, and this one popped up, and it was just it's so it's it's jazz in a Disney setting, and it's really yeah. cool because it's goofy and it just the way it fits together with. Uh, the visuals totally. is hilarious. So like right at yeah. the end when they're up on the top and then they're jamming so hard they keep busting through the floors. Right. And that, then they walk out of the house and all their instruments are broken, but they're still <laughs> but jamming. They're still playing. <laughs> the show must go on. Yes. Um, 
You know, honestly, I don't remember anything about that movie except for either. that scene. <laughs> I don't either. But yes. I couldn't tell you what was happening. That's great, though. That's a great thing. Yeah. Oh, it's it's cool. Good movie. Great trumpet solo, too. It's a, yeah. kind of a New Orleans Do you know who jazz recorded thing. it by any chance? I don't, I don't know. It had can... to have been like professional musicians. Because oh, I yeah. think in the, the uh, Princess and the Frog, did Wynn Marsalis play the, the trumpet parts in that? Because that was not like be a surprised. big. It was I've a big trumpet feature. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think maybe it was. I can't remember. But that was a great, yeah. Um, yeah, and then there's that like kind of good jazz, like, like almost there's like a ballad, classic. like kind of interlude in the middle where she the one of the oh, yeah. Duchess is singing it on the harp. Oh and yeah, and all the cats right. are like like a. Oh man, of, that is so like, yeah. That's like way over back her there and, in my brain. Yeah, and then the trumpet solo just comes back in and everyone starts jamming. <laughs> <laughs> it nice. builds like the shout chorus. Sweet. Everybody, that I, that I should watch that again. That's yeah, yeah. That's, a That's a good. Track. One of my honorable mentions was uh, just kind of thinking about is uh, speaking of animals is uh, uh, Oliver and Company. Have you heard the uh, Streets of Gold from that? I, yeah. I've never seen the movie, but I heard that that song uh, recently, have. and I was blown away by it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kind of. Um, that's a really fun song. Yeah, and kind of along the, the Aristocats is kind of along those lines. Yeah. So I totally agree. Good choice. Yeah. That's a good one. What else you got on there? Let's see. Um. I also have I Want to Be Like You, another kind of New orleans Jungle book. Yep, nice. Jungle Book. I watched that, that today, too. <laughs> I, that, that sequence just cra- cracks me up yeah. when they have that, like, scat duel, basically. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and the orangutan. <laughs> and his shoulders are all square. I was cracking up. That's it's funny. It's just so playful. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see? Uh, did you happen to see the new one? I still haven't seen the new Jungle Book. No, I but haven't. they do. Apparently, they do those just those two songs. They yeah. do Bare Necessities. Yep. And and the, that song, those are yeah. the only two that they do in the right. movie. But <laughs> and Christopher Walken sings it. They. I don't, yeah. I'm not sure they could. And Bill Murray sings the other ones. So it's like I, I can't. I couldn't have imagined two worse people to, <laughs> to sing. To you know, sing two classic <laughs> songs. And those are the only songs yeah, in the it's movie. Not exactly Louis Prima. No. No, it is not. Uh, <laughs> but that's okay. We love them. Anyway. Um, yeah. So that's a good. Yeah. I again. That's like I'm really not a Disney fan. I, I don't See, know how much we've talked about. That's it. yeah. I have. I'm not huge into Disney. Um, my family. I'm pr- like my family loves Disney. They know a ton of songs. Uh-huh. So I'm always around it, but I'm never really. I've never really been the one to go seek it out and listen to the music videos and all that. But for this, I was just thinking like, what's what Disney songs do I actually like and. These have, and they're, yeah. of course they're all kind of jazz oriented. And the last kind of jazzy one I have on here is "Someday My Prince Will Come," which isn't jazzy in the the movie, but mm-hmm. it's become a standard. That's cool. Yeah, jazz standard. Um, so I, I thought I'd include that. It's just a that's a good one. Yeah, nice. Tune. I didn't really. There was really no like old old Disney songs on my list. Yeah, it was like uh, an- another honorable mention was Snow White. Uh, the the song that the dwarfs sang, uh, "Hi Ho." Oh yeah, one. yeah. Um, just kind of, I threw that in there because I really didn't. It should be. It's worth mentioning because uh, those those older movies have some good stuff too. But uh, mm-hmm. just that's not the area that, or that's not the era that we you know grew up right, in. So. Exactly. So can't help it. But um, a lot of people, uh, a lot of lists I see of you on YouTube and places. I don't remember where I've seen these lists of top Disney songs, but a lot of them have like. Uh, what is the one that Jiminy Cricket sings? Uh, uh, oh, uh, when, twinkle, when you twinkle? when you wish upon a star. No, yeah, no. <laughs> twinkle, 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 little star. <laughs> How I wonder. Which, wish which upon movie? A star. <laughs> which movie? That's from. 
Um, yeah, that, like a lot of people say that. And I really just don't. It's a. I think it's a very iconic song, but I really just don't think it's a good song whatsoever. I think it's really cheesy. Uh, I don't want to knock Disney songs because like we all have our opinions, but um, yeah. So like a lot of people go for those, and it's like, well, I just like see. I just like saying that, like, these are my favorites. Like, you don't have to like them, but these right. are just what I think. Exactly. That's, I wish people would be more clear about um, when they say, because, and these are people, some of these people making these lists are not musicians. This is why I want to oh, do yeah. this podcast is because we are in, in the professional working world of uh, music industry. We're professionals. So, like, I would like to get, like, a, and he, to hear from other, you know, professionals' opinions because mm-hmm. we all, and hopefully people would want to know uh, what professional music musicians think of, of this music? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. So this is good. I'm glad. I'm glad we're doing this. So, yeah. um, but I wish people were more clear about like it's okay. It's not the best. It's hard to say what is the best because there's definitely so many songs that are right. great. Lion King's got a great soundtrack, but I just don't like any of that, that yeah, music. Yeah, I would say when you're watching the movie, it all the songs like really work when you're watching the movie but any yeah. one song from that I don't really think is like I want to go listen to Hakuna Matata right now yeah definitely because yes, you that listen to it it's like okay kind of judging their voices aren't that great you know it's just you yeah. know, it's fun when you're watching the movie but it, yeah and some some music really makes you want to watch the movie right. too yeah um, yeah so there's different music has different um, ways of getting inside your head mm-hmm. and uh, yeah Definitely, but it's you know be clear about it. it's like these obviously there's a lot of great Disney songs and they're done by the same people so yeah. or most it's most of the same people mm-hmm. so um, it's hard to say what's the best because like they all do great work obviously all like they consistently like uh, Stephen Schwartz consistently puts out great music and Alan Menken you know Alan Menken did uh, the music for Sausage Party <laughs> did you know that no. I, I heard that I was watching a. Uh, wow. Screen Junkies, I think, uh, one of their movie fights the other day. Um, and apparently he did... Uh, can you believe it? I could not believe that. It's like, I, I haven't seen <laughs> Sausage Party, but... They musical number at the beginning. Yeah, but I do... Oh, you haven't oh, seen I it? haven't seen it. No. They have, they have this, like, oh, okay. musical, like, thing oh. about how great... But it's, it's actually really funny. Oh, but so it's like a play on Disney. Yeah. Okay, so they went straight to the source. Right. That's, like, and that's I clever. think that's the only song in that movie, but... So he may have just done that song. It's funny. Oh, okay. I, I don't know for sure. So someone... So I'll have to find out. Yeah, go somehow. it's probably on. I'll look it up. YouTube by now. Yeah, I've been. Yeah, IMDb is kind of my best, yeah, <laughs> my best source for this stuff. So, but I didn't know that. I just heard yeah. that on the on their on their show the other day. Yeah, um, I was. That was an old episode. I think, but. <laughs> that movie's ridiculous. I oh, saw shit. that with my girlfriend and her two or three younger cousins and and her <laughs> sister and like it was very awkward. <laughs> wow. But the, the song was funny. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, maybe I'll have to catch that at some point. But uh, uh, is that how are we on uh, on your list there? Have we covered I've got, everything? I've got two other ones, and these oh, kind two of more, two more, two more, and <laughs> asking a lot. But uh, uh, they kind of I th- you picked songs from both of these movies, so I just kind of want to touch on these movies. Oh, really sure, fast. definitely. Um, one of them is. Uh, Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a song that I went out of my way to bash earlier in the episode. <laughs> so, That's so why I keep didn't me honest. Before. No, keep please. No, okay, so please keep me honest. This was one of my mom's favorite songs <laughs> when I was a kid, and like every time Pocahontas was on, she'd she'd come out of whatever she was doing to come listen to this song while we were watching it. 
And uh, I don't know, uh, it's just very like, oh, it's pretty. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's nostalgic. It's as well. in. Uh, they use Colors of the Wind on um, because they do a Stephen Schwartz show on uh, on Princess Cruises. I work on oh, okay. Princess. Um, and as uh, did I. Yeah, for a very brief time. Um, for we a brief and we, we, we won't get into that right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, but they do a show uh, that just came out with the show um, that features all Stephen Schwartz original music, and uh, "Colors of the Wind" was on there, and I didn't know it was a Stephen Schwartz song uh, at the time. So I was like, "Ooh, this is you know, surprise!" Because like most of it's like from Wicked, uh, and. Oh, what else was in that show? I can't remember. Pippin, uh, mm. you know. So, but then Colors of the Wind, and it was done so beautifully. Like they they have great stage um, tech. Yeah. In those theaters, and they it was really cool. It was a spectacle, huge spectacle. Um, but uh, yeah. So keep me honest. Tell me. Yeah. Tell me about <laughs> Colors of the Wind. Um, <laughs> yeah. Plus, I like I like the lyrics on that song too. It's just so descriptive, and. Mm. Uh, Paint, word choice, paint, good yeah. word choice. Yeah, paint with all the colors of the wind. That's very yeah. and the imagery when it's going on is like the winds flying around and there's leaves yeah, and everything. Yeah, totally. It's just very uh, word mm-hmm. painting. I think is the Absol- word. Yes. Um, yeah. All you music history buffs. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, yeah, and it's just the whole grandmother willow right. thing. There used to be a a uh, this big willow tree by my grandma's house. We called it grandmother willow go hang oh, out really? by when we were kids cool. I so know. I don't know I always kind of like nice. Pocahontas and I like being outdoors and cool see if there's like a connection to the song yeah. of course you're gonna, right yeah, it's just a very yeah. yeah since as long as I can remember this is like the one song from Pocahontas that I really liked so excellent yeah and cool. then uh, the the last one I have on here is uh, Make a Man Out of You from Mulan yeah this one I did is, not knock like this right. one is a definitely a great I figured, song yeah. um, I figured yeah in my opinion uh, this is well. this is one of those songs where you can be in any group of people from like people who are really into sports to people who are really into video games and mo- this song mm. comes on everyone knows the lyrics right if you're a, if you're like probably like 20 to 35 you know yeah. the lyrics and you'll all sing along really yeah um, everybody i know knows it's powerful it. it's, yeah it's it's just a good song it's yeah. fun um it's goofy yeah, it's great. Yeah, there's great. Yeah, Mulan. Just that's Mulan's one of my favorite movies because like the music as like they insert comedy. It's like everything's. Yeah. It's you know into the music. It, right. Like I, like I said before, it's like the the music is just taken to another place when you know when it's really matching what's going on on the screen. Mm-hmm. So um, I like songs too that I think I may mention this also a little bit, but I like songs where like the whole ensemble sings and each person gets a part. Yeah. Like, even if it's brief. Um, it's still progressing it the makes story. The song, it yeah, just yeah, definitely, halt. absolutely. It doesn't is. just halt the yeah. thing for a song. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I mean, and those songs can be good, but they don't have as much of an impact as if they're moving. Like she goes in the course of that song, she goes from sucking at being a soldier to yeah. being like one of the best. Character development, man, absolutely. Um, and it's got kind of a cool. It's like a hybrid, like march, but also like a rocket, like rock and mm-hmm. roll type of stuff going yeah. on. Like there's some like electric guitar happening. Um, Really cool ideas. Um, yeah, so definitely, uh, yeah, a lot of people. I'm sure that would be on a list yeah. for a lot of people, a mm-hmm. top ten list. So, um, yeah, great. Talk about it. <laughs> great. So, yeah, it's great that we haven't. We really. It's cool that we haven't talked yeah. so much too much about Disney. So, um, well, thanks. Yeah, that's a great, um, great input. Thanks for keeping me honest. It's great <laughs> to have another um, more input on these songs and uh, 
I'll probably do more at some point, I imagine. Got lots of ideas kind of mm-hmm. building up for cool. so, for lists of so, like soundtracks and yeah. top 10 lists and all that stuff. Um, and some composers. I'll do some composer highlights too. So, yeah, man, just lots mm-hmm. of stuff. I think um, this episode is a little bit longer than normal, I think. Yeah, it's uh, an introductory but, yeah, episode. Yeah, in, introductory. But, um, John, thanks so much for being on. Uh, and John, John's going to be on a lot. Um, and uh, look out for him. He's going to be on the uh, uh, on the Denver scene. If you're in the Denver area, you know, check him out. I play in the Moses Jones band, playing some trombone, uh, and maybe hopefully you'll be credited at some point in the movie for yeah, for something. We'll it's see. The idea. <laughs> as long <laughs> as they didn't cut my out. parts out of the yeah. track. Yeah. Who knows if they even like? They'll probably use that song because like it's. Oh, yeah, how, why would they? Use it. Why would Stevie Wonder was, and Ariana Grande record this thing and it then was, not? It was done by the time when I started recording on it. They just needed to add horns to it. So whether they kept the horns or took them out or whatever, it's all good. It's, it's done. But it's it'll cool be to say. Movie. Good to add yeah. to your resume. Cool. All right. John, thanks so much for being on. Jonathan Zimney, everybody. Um, thank you so much for being here, and uh, I'll see you next time. It'll be pretty soon. You'll be on cool. a lot. So Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. Okay, everybody, that's the show. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm Zach Demas, and you've been listening to the soundtrack. I just want to say, uh, if you liked what you heard and uh, you want to hear more podcast episodes like this, please, please go over to my uh, Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash ZD underscore MCM. Uh, and the letters are all in caps. Um, any contribution you can make uh, to my uh, campaign, that would be awesome. I have uh, really big plans for uh, this show and um, future projects, and I just want to, you know, put out the best possible pr- uh, product for you guys. And uh, any contribution you can make to, to help me make that happen, uh, that would just be really cool. So I thank you so much. I just appreciate you guys for listening in the first place. So uh, thank you guys so much once again. Uh, Tune in for the next episode. Uh, I think we're going to be doing a Pokemon uh, theme for this. So uh, I'm going to be talking about some of my favorite music from Pokemon. And rather than doing kind of a top ten list, it's going to be more of a um, just talking about some of my favorites that exist in both um, the classic video games as well as in the anime. So we'll be hitting video games and television in one episode so hopefully you guys hopefully you guys will join me for that and one last thing uh, one last reminder uh, feel free to head over to www.mutecitymusic.com for more information on projects that I'm working on and uh, the, the ep- these episodes will be here and you can learn a little bit more about what I do for the music industry and uh, yeah just uh, looking forward to chatting with you guys again alright Later.